This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, here's the thing. Dicks don't always work the way we want them to. That may be because we're nervous or in our heads or, you, you know, you're not a teenager anymore and the sight of half a nipple doesn't make you immediately jizz your pants the way it used to. That's not a bad thing. And it's okay to seek a little enhancement. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. Now, does it work? Do you think you might need it? Are you nervous about how it might feel? Totally fair. I say consult with a medical professional, try it in moderation or on occasion for a little while, and see if it's something you might just want to have around on occasion. I think you're going to love it. And it might be the case that even just having it on hand gives you that extra little boost of confidence you need. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Bluechew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code GOP at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code GOP, to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Welcome to Girls on Porn. I'm Rachel. I'm Laura. And we love porn. This is our porn review podcast. We talk about what we love and we roast what we hate. Helping you find hot, ethical, just plain better porn for your spank bank. And we're looking at everything. Before we introduce the topic, we have a filthy little segment for you today. 69 Seconds of Sex News. We've pulled headlines from the news to keep you informed and horny. Here we go. A big brain isn't a dolphin's only human-like attribute. Massachusetts scientists have discovered that female dolphins have large and well-developed clitorises, which apparently provide as much pleasure as a human's. Professor Patricia Brennan says the dolphin clitoris has many features to suggest that it functions to provide pleasure to females. Not only that, but the animals have sex year-round, even when they can't conceive. Smart and loves to fuck? Sounds like our very own Laura Ramaday. I need you to know that Cowper wrote that. I didn't write that. (laughs) I knew she did. I had a feeling. And we love her. Yeah. Steve-O, who is known for appearing on MTV's Jackass, has started a new naughty website called Steve-O Raw. The homepage shows a photo of him lying naked and spread eagle in a giant coconut. Plus, there's video of him engaging in a sex act. When asked if this will be a site featuring porn, Steve-O said, that depends on how you define pornography. This page hosts all of my explicit, uncensored content, he explained. I got so sick of getting in trouble with just about every social media platform for violating community guidelines. Who knew we'd have so much in common with Steve-O? OnlyFans founder Tim Stokely has stepped down as chief executive, ending a bumpy tenure during which the site became a billion-dollar sensation, but struggled to gain acceptance from mainstream investors. Stokely, who founded OnlyFans in 2016, has been succeeded by a 36-year-old woman of color, OnlyFans' former chief marketing and communications officer, Amra Polygan. 
as you know, we have complicated feelings about OnlyFans' journey in recent years, so our genuine hope is that if anyone can write the ship, Gan can. And over on TikTok, a jealous woman is forcing her boyfriend to FaceTime her for the duration of his 12-hour shifts at an Amazon warehouse. She wrote, My boyfriend needs to FaceTime me his whole 12-hour shift. Not because I don't trust him, but because I don't trust other females. She then added, Might quit my job and go work with him. As if Amazon's aggressive warehouse rules, working conditions, and constant surveillance wasn't bad enough. <sighs> Laura, um, how are you feeling today? Pretty good. <laughs> how are you feeling today, Rachel? <sighs> you know, I'm I'm good, but I just wanted to do a little check-in. Um, yeah, yeah. Because the, the topic today is therapist. <laughs> yeah, is there anything you want to... You want to talk about or uh, get off your chest wow. today, Rachel? I mean, we don't have enough time. Um, <laughs> but, you know, as you know, we are both huge mental health advocates. So this is very exciting to do and this episode. both people who uh, have therapists. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It's funny because yesterday, <laughs> yesterday I was talking to my friend at work and she's like, oh, what'd you do today? And I was like, oh, you know, did a little bit of writing and like researching for tomorrow uh, and she goes, oh, what's tomorrow? And I was like, therapist. And she was like, <laughs> she goes, oh, do you like do it over Zoom or is it just a phone call or do you go to the office? <laughs> therapist, like just an isolated noun. Tomorrow I was like, is therapist. Yeah, I was like, well, because normally people know that I always record on Friday. So they're like, oh, what's tomorrow? You know, like, what's the topic tomorrow? Right, right, and right. You like, jumped dee, a step dee. and that person yeah. was like. Okay, Rachel's having yeah. a little bit of like a brain meltdown, like forgetting, you know, complete sentences, but by all means. Yeah, but this person's like a very good friend. So I was like, really, we just laughed about it for like so long. She's like, I can't get over that. That was so funny. Um, but no, I have therapy on Wednesdays and I record the pod on Fridays. I'm a busy gal. Yeah, um, that's a full week, I'd say. Yeah, it really is. Fun fact about this episode is, and I think I've told you this before, that I think my, it's, it's incredibly arrogant to call it a fallback career, but mm. I find reassurance in the idea that if I want to leave the entertainment industry, I'd probably go into sex and relationship therapy. Wow. I've also considered that. Yeah. That's yeah. you just because I mean, I, that makes sense, though. I mean, we're both very obviously like kink positive, sex positive and feel very comfortable talking about it with people and I think make other people feel comfortable. So, yeah, I think we both get gratification from like providing that kind of support to yeah. our friends and I think that's also largely the impetus for this podcast is uh, yeah 100%. shame and harm reduction and generally like destigmatizing mm -hmm. uh kink and because a lot of that leads to shame so yeah not to say that like hey we're sex therapists no, right, <laughs> because we right. understand there's a lot of school uh education yeah. and um you know accreditation S yes yes <laughs> required involved yeah in that actual profession, I think our passions are adjacent yeah. to that kind of work. Did you know that most sex therapists are women? I could have guessed. I didn't know the stats before research researching for this episode. But yeah, mm -hmm. are you looking at the same yeah. study that has 59.6% of sex therapists uh -huh. are female and 32.1% are uh -huh. male? And yeah. then... This has an unknown 8.3%. I imagine yeah. that's a combination both of unknown or, like, unreported and mm -hmm. also non-binary. I don't know right. if those would fall into the same category. It might be, like, yeah. chose not, not to disclose. respond. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. right. Um, and, yeah, that uh, uh, doesn't 
surprise me. Did it surprise you or was that like obvious information to you too? It felt obvious to me just because I felt like, you know, I don't know. I actually have never had a male therapist in general. Mm -hmm. Same. So I just, I just, you know, connect better, I guess, with women just because so many of my issues are like body dysmorphia. And I don't really want like a man being like, let me tell you how you should feel about your body, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I I thought about this a little ahead of the episode. I think it has a little bit to do with power dynamics, meaning mm-hmm. I think that it power dynamics and also like cultural cultural roles and expectations, like gendered cultural roles. Meaning yeah. like I think most of us feel more comfortable being vulnerable with a woman. And I think many of us also feel uncomfortable being told like there's a power dynamic like like you said like I don't want a man telling me what to do with my sex life right you know like I don't feel it feels there's something just a hint of oppression and yeah you know exactly and of course (laughs) of course I'm sure like wonderful male sex therapists right that would be the exception to the rule but my inclination to be like ah let's just go with a woman because I can also relate to that person right in the ways that I move through society and the patriarchal structures that I struggle with right? that feed into the myriad things that I might want to talk about in a sex therapy session, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it, I do have friends that have male therapists, though. Mm-hmm. General and therapists, sex therapists, both? Just general, general. I've never yeah, seen a sex therapist, but... Um, I haven't but yeah, either. I, yeah, I kind of... Want to now that I've like given it thought, I'm like, can't hurt. Like, let's just talk about what's going on. I did read a whole article from a woman being like, I want to go to a sex therapist and this will be fun and I'll get like Mm -hmm. blowjob and orgasm tips. Right. And then the session turned into a a deep dive into like her sexual shame and guilt and Mm -hmm. her Catholic upbringing and like a time she almost got pregnant and didn't feel support from her partner about like her, her fear around that. And I was like, yeah, that's it's. Yeah. Gonna cut deep, you know, Uh, or like I should say, like reopen wounds so that they can better heal. I do have to say as much as like uh, we have so many issues with like community guidelines and social media, there are actually a lot of great sex therapists on Instagram. It's true. It's true. Uh, Yeah. I mean, social media, those two things are. Yeah. Are not uh, in conflict. You know, the Mm -hmm. Internet has many great things to offer and it is also a incredibly sex negative space if you're in like a mainstream platform but Mm -hmm. yes that is to say that like yeah of course social media is a great way for sex therapists to get not only their brand and their business out there but to actually educate the public that's that's right that's what the internet has given us democratic information for for better or worse um and that under under capitalism, blah, blah, blah. Why do I have to talk about capitalism? <laughs> I, I was just know. saying Here to a go. friend that, like, literally the topic can be anything. And it's I do suddenly the millennial move of being like, the real problem is capitalism. Anyway. Uh, but as a porn trope and, like, yes. as a, as a um, or even just as a fantasy, you know, it makes sense. Like, I always like, talk about, like, why s- certain things are hot. Like, that's the main thing, thing that I like to research for these, um, for episodes. Um, and the idea, I mean... A relationship with a therapist is so safe and you feel so validated and Mm -hmm. it's a it's a very stable and secure relationship. So Mm -hmm. it would make sense that like, you know, you get to be vulnerable with this person. It would make sense that like, um, you know, people would fantasize or be like, I think I'm in love with my therapist. (laughs) Yes. And which has a term. 
Transference. You know yes. Yes. So I that's actually what I came into this episode wanting to talk about. And yeah. I, my sort of aha moment in preparing for this was like, porn is so Freudian. And we have talked mm-hmm. about Freud before. And we've talked about like sibling dynamics and like, you know, yeah, everything that he proposed was incredibly groundbreaking and is also outdated in its ways. But yes, transference was like a concept that he coined the term for. Yeah. And uh, for th- I'll, I'll define it here. Okay. Um, the ability to unconsciously redirect feelings and desires from one person to another. Um, and he considered an essential aspect of the therapeutic process, um, meaning like in that case, it was like, oh, you kind of relate to me like a father or like someone else in your life. And that yeah. allows the ability for us to talk about these things. What's funny is he also, you know, this coked out motherfucker was like, <laughs> my patients are in love with me. You know, they're right, transferring these feelings yeah. they have for X, Y, Z person onto me because I'm listening and understanding or mm-hmm. present in the room. And like, that's kind of a reductive summary of of what it is. But yeah. to this day, you still hear transference like talked about in psychology oh, yeah. and therapy circles a little bit more in reference to like maybe... I feel comfortable with my therapist because they do fit into those like object relations or like relationships that I have and like roles that I've played in my life. Mm-hmm. And that can be, um, can create a safe space, but also this trope that like, I'm going to fall in love with my therapist or right. I'm going to want to fuck my therapist, which is, you know, much less common than porn yeah. would have. Right. Believe. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. but it's, you know, it's, it's, you're sort of, it's a projection, you know, yes. of, like usually like an early, a childhood like kind of like attachment right like mm-hmm. it, that's what it, and then it becomes like you, you get kind of caught in the in the dynamic um but it makes yeah, sense because those, those, there's like old sort of threads there mm-hmm. yes yeah. it makes sense though because like you know therapy is very nurturing and you feel very safe and you might even like i have like such such like a at like respect and admiration for my therapist i'm like she's so cool like i wish that we could hang out <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> i feel like that's a really common thing too it's like i have a friend she like asked her therapist she's like do you think we could ever just like get a drink <laughs> <laughs> what did her therapist, therapist say was like um if we're still like if you're still seeing me as a patient then no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, and that's another thing as well is the taboo factor because yes. you can't, you know, just similar to doctor, there are these, you know, big boundaries and big no-nos within the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the, the framework of the relationship. Yeah. Or yeah. just like, yeah, just the idea of like the bounds of the profession. You can't kind of breach that, um, you know, client uh, pa- or patient, doctor, patient, therapist. Um, yeah, and as we have yeah. said, uh, as often in episodes as I bring up capitalism, <laughs> 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 that taboo makes it all all the more enticing. Yeah, and exactly. Right. So yeah, you know you if, can't. I, if I had a partner that I wanted to go to sex therapy with, I would absolutely feel uncomfortable with a part with a partner with a therapist that I was attracted to, or that my partner might find a tra- you know like I want. Yeah. A really lovely troll, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. But it's also, it's interesting because it could go the other way. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Yeah. Like, I was reading this this article on Vice, and um, Alexander Hardy was talking about how, you know, he's like, I'm attracted to my therapist, and it's fine. And he was talking about transference, but then um, he was talking to this um, 
this uh, psychotherapist in D.C. And she said um, she became like too attached because she connected to a client who reminded her of like her hometown. Mm -hmm. And she was like, they became my favorite client. I found myself being not as straightforward about their issues. I like Which is called counter transference. Yeah. Because therapists are people too. And we all have human inclinations and and temptations and errors or things we wish we didn't, uh, things we wish didn't tempt us or or pull us in a certain direction. Right. I like, that like stressed me out. I was like, I don't want my therapist like withholding or like being like, well, I don't want her to think there's anything wrong with her. I'm like, fucking tell me, <laughs> you know. Wait, I don't understand what you're saying. But- because this therapist was saying, you know, this, you know, she was saying, oh, my, this one client became my favorite client, and then oh, I she felt kind like of I had a bias. Be, and yeah, she was like, I couldn't being be straightforward and yeah. straightforward in saying, like, I was, actually, was, I think like, maybe there's a different way to handle that, or like, why yeah. did you do that? They're like, yeah, right. you're right. You, yeah, everything- you're okay. Everything's great. You yeah. Know? Yeah, because I'm like, fuck, I'm like, I def- I mean, I make my I don't want to brag, but I'm making my therapist laugh every session. Oh, honey, you want me to <laughs> brag about my therapist? Like, literally, my therapist told me that I'm the rare case of of client that she would actually be friends with in real life. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. And I was like, like, don't tell me that, bitch. Like, she's in Canada, luckily. So there's no temptation to be like, what are you doing? Like, do you want to get a drink? <laughs> You know, I do hope genuinely, like, someday, like, weirdly, I'm like, someday I'll fly my therapist out for a premiere. <laughs> yeah. And we'll finally get to hang out because I'll be so healthy then. And I will, right. You know what I mean? But, like, like, my therapist, like, lives in Brooklyn. And I'm always like, what's going Like, what, how was your weekend? You know? <laughs> like, what'd you do? Yeah, I find that temptation at the top of sessions, too. And, and she'll always kind of be like, good. Yes, yes, it's about so, you. Do you want, like, to, like, just gently, like, toss it back to me? I try to remind myself whenever I'm in therapy that I'm like, this is the one place that you don't have to do that. You know, like, you don't have to do that. You can just be like, no, I'm here. I'm going to be selfish. And I'm going to talk about me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, like, what a gift. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how also our inclination is to not, is to be like, mm-hmm. I couldn't possibly take up this time. Like, I, I do feel selfish being like. I, I know. But how are you? We never talk about you. Like, I've literally had that joke of like, we never talk about you anymore, hon. Yeah. She's like, I'm good. <laughs> you know, the the fantasy. Have you ever fantasized with like a therapist or like what a therapist role play thing be uh, exciting to you? Well, OK. Um, sorry, I was still like in the room with my therapist. Are oh, you I'm saying so like, have I ever had like a sexual fantasy about a therapist? Yeah. Yes. Like switching gears, making it, you know, sex back, bringing yeah. it back to sex. It's a no, because I haven't been attracted to, I've only had two therapists in my life um, mm. and haven't been attracted to either of them. So there hasn't been a, like a, I haven't felt that taboo or that temptation mm-hmm. or that pull. Um, yeah, I think it's in the porn space. It does do something for me. Yeah. Like I so I think that's like the fantasy does something. I've just never felt that in real life. You know? Yes. Right. I think there's also I'm just realizing this as I'm like thinking about it in the sexy context that I'm like, there's something to be said for the authority involved. Uh Uh-huh. You know, that this person you can be vulnerable with and you know, to put it in very stark terms, like even sub two in the sexual uh-huh. space and that that is an authoritative figure. I mean, yeah. it's funny because this is the therapy episode, but we did talk about uh, that the therapy kink. And, the, and the doctor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that kink mm-hmm. porn a few episodes back that was like 
s- more like in the realm of like teacher student yeah. and like yes. punishment and discipline. But the doctor in that scenario um, was behaving very much like a shrink, uh-huh. you know, like yes. where do these sexual like te- like where does this all come from? Like what is blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Weirdly, there was like this movie. There was this movie that was like with Kira Knightley about like Freud. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. And know. like there was like some weird like sexual. I think it was like her and like Vigo Mortensen. Oh, I. And there was like a weird kind of like sexy dynamic between the two. And like he was obviously like playing like Freud is like a you know everything is about sex, and she was kind of like crazy, and they had this like crazy like chemistry. And, it sounds um, like a movie boring. that could have been about <laughs> yeah. like Anais Nin. Like you know yeah, that she it was a little... worked in like analysis, as did her yeah. partner, and she like fucked patients. And I'm like, y'all, yeah, that's <laughs> not exactly not... ethical. I know but it's the early years of that. We had to figure uh-huh. out where those boundaries existed. You know, right, right. Yeah, there was so, there's something horny about that. I also there was a there's a porn that I used to really love to watch. That had Michael Vegas in it, where he was a therapist, um, and it's that's all I'm going to give you, and you guys can try to find it um, in in your lives um, on the internet. <laughs> um, but it was you did pique my really curiosity. Fucking, yeah, it's really fucking hot, um, and I used to really watch it a lot because it was like rough and. Um, a belt was involved. Yeah. Anyways. Um, Without investigating too much, why did you move on? Why don't you watch this anymore? Because the platform is on our shit list? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the reason I didn't offer it up for this episode. <laughs> listen, e- listen, y'all. Even we aren't perfect. We, Gross. I mean, know? how often are we watching bad porn here being like, low-key, this turned me on. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> cut to later in this episode. <laughs> yes. Yes. So... <laughs> That's why. <laughs> the only other thing I wanted to say from the research uh, perspective is that mm-hmm. there was an article that our lovely intern Maddie found uh, with the very sensationalized title of My Therapist, the Porn Star. This is from David Lay uh, in Psychology Today. And it's about mm. jet-setting Jasmine. <laughs> yes, yes. No, that's very important to note because yeah. um, Jasmine is a therapist um, and she sees like regular clients she also sees sex workers um but i love the kind of the way that she's just sort of out there being like yeah my work is out there and you can you know that's i'm not hiding anything yeah she and was in a fact sex- it's a reason why people want to see me so. yes yeah, sorry i said that backwards but she was a social worker and uh sex positive and kind of operated in both spaces and then almost like came out as a sex worker after doing all this like harm reduction social work and she talked about her episode mm-hmm. particularly with veterans and intimacy and um mm-hmm. other topics as well but it is kind of thrilling you know as people who who have this you know we like i i guess i what i'm saying is i want <laughs> i want to be jasmine when i grow up you know that no, like, i mean i honestly yeah she I, came I mean, out I, as we, a we sex worker protect. and that is part of who she is and that has actually sort of grown her career that she does a lot of work specifically with other sex workers and obviously mm-hmm. who better and what better way to feel safe than to know you're working with someone Right. In the industry, who's also a professional in the mental health industry. Mm-hmm. We must protect her at all costs. Is, yes. Is, is, <laughs> that's it. That's all it is. Um, but the but her and King Noir, they're just, wow. Icons. Shall we do the <sighs> showdown? Yeah, let's do it. Obey your therapist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is my very simple opener. Okay. All right. Honestly. Yeah, you it's like doing it. doing it for me. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
hot Asian therapist's secret tactics to use her wet, juicy body to cheer her patients. <laughs> Wait, can you do that whole thing all over again? I just need one to. more time. Hot Asian therapist's secret tactics to use her wet, juicy body to cheer her patients. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Wet, juicy like this- body to cheer her patients. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I get I got there. secret tactics. Yes. <laughs> wet, juicy body to cheer her patients. Yeah. You know, I'm never really going to my therapist to get to to cheer up, you know? Yeah, I'm going to cry, but then yeah, the endorphins I'm, come later, you know? Yeah. I'm going to release, <laughs> if anything. Yes. Yeah. Don't try to cheer me but up. But that does cheer me up in the long run. You have to release yeah, of course. to, like, raise your general level of cheer. Anyway, mm-hmm. weird title. Okay. <laughs> Stepsister, I will teach you anal sex and make you squirt from family therapy. Oh, okay. Interesting. So probably so, not even a therapist scenario, but it's, yeah, it sounds it's like the channel family therapy, which is largely about taboo and I see fucking okay, your stepsister okay. and stuff. I was gonna say, interesting to have a stepbrother and a therapist, two for one deal. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the combination of the nipple licking and cowgirl position of the beautiful therapist Miss Takashi. I, I actually pulled that one, too. I pulled a couple of oh, really? and saw that. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like the pure clinical, like, oh, yes, oh, the combination. The, it sounds mm. like a review, like the combination of the nipple licking and the cowgirl oh. position. And yes. Of without the actually being that advanced. <laughs> yeah. Uh, OK, last one for me. OK. Could not tell you how, what this has to do with therapy, but it came up. Yeah. He rubs front and back, lets him try some of his cock, and finally <laughs> comes on a sexy camel toe. <laughs> what? I know, I sound drunk reading it. He yeah. rubs front and back, lets him try some of his cock, and finally <laughs> comes on a sexy camel toe. <laughs> on a camel toe. <laughs> yeah, interesting that we have a camel toe, presumably like clothes yeah. have stayed on enough to create a camel yeah. toe. So Justice for Twist the camel toe, there, you know? creativity there. <laughs> we don't, we don't like <laughs> destigmatize the camel toe, you know. Yeah, it's just normalize uh, it. Yeah, it's just, it's a natural some of us are part walking around. <laughs> some of us are walking around with a fat pussy, and a camel toe just happens. Okay, <laughs> so let's normalize it. Um, okay, last one for me. <laughs> Again, don't know what this has to do with therapy. Didn't let my stepsister go on a date in ripped pantyhose, although it was whole. Smiley face. <laughs> it was the smiley face for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, also, it's not. It's pantyhose. Uh, there's no T. They the oh, pantyhose. Like, like panty, the not yeah. word. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, didn't okay. let my stepsister go on a date in ripped pantyhose, although it was whole. What was whole? We'll never know. <laughs> nice. So whole as in whole or whole as in whole. Whole. <laughs> the worst way to identify anything, but uh it's audio. So we did it. Whole. Whole. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. <laughs> Hey folks, it's time to thank our lovely sponsors. I know, I know, ads on a podcast. How dare we? What are we living under capitalism? Listen, sponsorship helps make the show possible. And full disclosure, this show is a far cry from a cash grab. 
It's hard to find advertisers that aren't scared of porn. So if you do hear us talk about something you might like or that genuinely might be of use to you, definitely snag that discount code because it keeps those sponsors working with us. And that makes it possible for us to compensate ourselves for all the time and love we pour into this show. Worth mentioning that we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash girlsonporn, if you want another way to express your support. Great news for anyone who's looking to find a little extra free time and who, like me, might be feeling wildly overwhelmed by life right now. Would it be nice to skip the meal planning, grocery shopping, chopping, prepping, and cleaning up and get factors, fresh, never-frozen meals delivered to your door? They're ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved for nutritional value. Plus, Factor has their protein plus and keto options for anyone who wants those kinds of diet-specific options. And if you're like me, you probably think about the environmental implications of having food delivered. With Factor, you can rest assured that you're making a more sustainable choice Factor offsets 100% of their delivery emissions and uses 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices. In addition to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep you energized during chaotic times. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Hold on, get ready for it. We've got that big fat discount coming for you. Head to factormeals.com slash GOP50 and use code GOP50 to get 50% off. That's code GOP50 at factormeals.com slash GOP50 to get 50% off. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Free use fantasy. A dream within a dream. A Featuring dream Blake within Blossom a dream. And Lily Lane. Did it really happen? <laughs> Did it really happen? <laughs> this video. Holy shit. <laughs> wow. I mean, okay. This is what I'm going to tell my yeah. kids porn was. This yeah. is the pinnacle of self-aware bonkers fucking nonsense. Okay. By the way, so, starring. We need yes. to say who the performers are. Robbie Echo, Lily Lane, and Blake Blossom. Mm -hmm. And we begin uh, with Robbie Echo having a a session, a therapy session, in a very strange room, laying down on a couch, which is like, I don't even know. Do people do that in therapy still? No, it's obviously, it's so trope. It's so camp. It's It's so Freudian again. (laughs) Like, this is part of me being like, ugh, porn is so, like, boiled down Freud, (laughs) you know? Like, we just took the basic strokes. Yeah, an analysis you used to not look at your 
in your therapist, like right. uh, your analyst. And uh-huh. that's what they're doing here. It's so weird. So Robbie's laying down. He's like, I feel like I've just been ignored my whole life. No one ever noticed me. Um, I have needs. And uh, Lily Lane, who's the therapist, is just drawing dicks on her notepad. She's ignoring him. Dicks Literally. and boobies, doodles. Yeah. <laughs> Which Couldn't she later even... is like, I did doodle a little because it's because it's fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> appreciated that right she's like oh sorry can you repeat that i literally was ignoring you <laughs> i yeah i was uh i was taking notes but i just i just mm-hmm. if you could just say that again and he's like yeah, yeah i just uh, okay. feel like i've been ignored by everyone all my life yeah and she's like okay you need to just take what you want so then he goes to touch her <laughs> and she just again ignores him yes <laughs> and she doesn't even say anything. And she's like, okay, we're at time. So, yeah, I've got so my uh, 11 o'clock coming in. And, right. then, and then Robbie, the, oh, as far as we know, disappears. Like, he goes right. away and we cut to... Well, what's weird is that is that Blake Blossom comes into the room and is like, I'm your 11 o'clock. And then they're all in the room <laughs> together for this yes. short little second. And yeah, because like, that's how it works at the therapist. Yeah. Like, you just barge in right. to the um, session as opposed to there being, like, a waiting right. room situation. But yeah, then she's there. <laughs> right, so then, so then it's Blake's turn. She's laying down now. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, Lily Lane's really zoning in on her. She can really focus on her. Yeah. And then... <laughs> And then we She's proceed not- with the greatest improv <laughs> known improv to man. therapy session. Yes. About all of the things that are wrong in Blake's life, which yes. first she starts with, ever since she dyed her hair blonde, she gets all these blonde jokes and everyone assumes that she's dumb and a bimbo and she can only count to 10, but she can count to 50. Yes. <laughs> so there's that. And then also she's in, uh, <laughs> she's in crippling debt. Yes. Because yes, she because spent $20,000 installing <laughs> auto lights in her house because she's because afraid of the dark. She's afraid of the dark. <laughs> and, like, and then. But the re- <laughs> the real the important thing to know is yes. during this, Robbie has just appeared. <laughs> Reappeared. Literally, we like sort of pan out wide and we're with Lily uh, at her desk and Robbie just steps out from behind <laughs> yeah. her. And like a ghost, proceeds to like fondle both women, yes. come behind them, bounce their tits in yes. rhythm to these like yes. mantras that they're improvising in. in this therapy session. And breathe out, and he's like wiggle, 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 <laughs> breathe in, breathe in, titties bouncing, breathe, breathe out, out. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. And then he's like, they're just they're. It's important to note they are fully ignoring him. Yes, he this is exist. fully an improv exercise. They're like, you yes. cannot look at Robbie. You cannot yes. acknowledge him. <laughs> right. He can, the exercise is that he can manipulate your bodies. Like he, he can, can do whatever your clothes he wants. off and open yeah. your legs yeah. and go down on you. And as far as you are aware, he's right. not there. So they also have to like leave their bodies in the position yes. that he puts them in. <laughs> right. right. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> what killed me was like in between all this, where she's like, I have an intense fear of the dark. And then he was just like, fully motorboating their tits. Like going back and forth between two of them. Yes. Like back part of the exercise for Robbie clearly was like, I'm going to make them break, you know, <laughs> right, right. while I get my jollies, you know? Yes. Oh my <sighs> God. So then she's, like, talking about how she's opened up, like, 43 credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts going down on Blake. He's fully, like, eating her out. And 
Then he goes over to Lily, starts undressing her. And all, all I'm thinking is, I'm like, this is just a porn about credit cards. It's like anti, it's anti-credit. Yes. <laughs> like, it's anti-capitalist, Rachel. Yes, I yes. <laughs> yes. She's like, you know what? I, one time in, in college, I opened up five credit cards and I was in debt for like 15 grand and it was really bad. But you know what? I paid it down. <laughs> like She's talking about like giving her tips about how to like give herself a reward every single time she pays off. Yeah, she's of like, don't debt. buy something. But like a right. bubble bath, like self-care, right. something right. to do. She also makes uh, her chant. <laughs> Lily makes Blake chant. I am in control. Yes, I yes. am in control, which I was like, this is terrible therapy. Like any therapist will tell you like what you have to reckon with is a lack of control. It's never yes. being like, I am in control. But also, Wilder. of course, that's an opportunity for like Robbie to be like, they're like, I am in control. And then yes. he's just like penetrating them. You know, like yes. for yes. a porn that does not demonstrate consent and where the women are chanting, I'm in control. In control. Like, the 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 gentle yes. like implied <laughs> ghost rape like what is this like fully insane so then they start talking about phallic vegetables and i'm like yes. here we go here yes. we go what they're also you know? doing throughout this and more so in the second half than in the lead yeah. up like initially it's just like this is a weird exercise and like robbie trying to make them laugh by fucking them basically right. it turns into like yeah, I love a cucumber and like them talking about like phallic snacks and being like, I know. cucumber, what a great right. snack. Just cool right. and refreshing. <laughs> And then they are just like talking through while he they're getting like mouth fucked. Yeah, like literally like the yes. And I then the, and then the conceit becomes them pal- like yeah. like literally Blake listing vegetables she grows in her garden, which we find yes. out she has during this section of the porn. By the way, y'all, this is an hour long porn. Yes, most of which we watched. And yeah, she's like, I grow a cucumber, a cucumber, yeah, yeah. and a plant. Yeah, you fully cannot understand her, and like that has now become the joke and the porn. Right. If anything, this entire porn is an exercise in like (laughs) porn professionalism. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't break, but also it's proof that like these people can just like fuck and like fully operate. Like, I literally could not actually do this improv. Like, well, what it killed me because I was like, I actually feel like the the thing that it's telling me is how performative. Porn is exactly these people, no, exactly. That's what I'm these saying. These people is that, are like, having. They have like no response to being they're getting penetrated pounded. to ha- getting yeah. like conolingus. Like yeah, and they're maybe just once or twice. Blake is like, oh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. When like yeah, Robbie is very rigorously going down on her. You know, right? But they're not like doing all the things that were you know we would normally see. But that's why I'm like, you know consummate professionals yes. in the weirdest fucking scenario that you could imagine. You know, right? Like, right. <laughs> and then she's like getting she's bent over Lily's bent over the table like getting pounded from behind, and she's like, "Here are your notes for your session." Yes, she's like, yes. what did we talk about again? Okay, your your blonde jokes, fear of the dark, credit card debt. Yes, uh-huh, uh-huh. although th- if you keep going. Then Blake uh, opens up about problems with her boyfriend, like not doing what she wants sexually. Yes. Yes. And I thought there was a missed opportunity. And I was like, ooh, Robbie, can you not multitask as well as the women? Because they're like listing fucking vegetables and gardens and hobbies and keeping the thread on this entire improv around her credit deck. (laughs) Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Lisa, Lily, Lily. God damn it. Lily Lane is like, um, 
you know what you can say to your boyfriend. Meanwhile, she's being fucked behind by Robbie. She's like, you can say to him, I want you to slap my ass and like pull my hair and do this. And like, I was like, that would be a fun cue for Robbie to pick up on, you know, like, why don't you do that, Robbie? And he did it, which I thought was a missed opportunity because she even at one point she was like, you know, like pull my hair and like tossed her hair back at him. And he's just like focused on her ass, like fucking her, (laughs) basically ignoring her. And I was like, not great listening skills, bud. Like while you're inside of her, it's hard. (laughs) (laughs) The thing that kills me is like, Robbie's session was always like, I just feel like I'm being ignored, you know, and I I have needs too. And I'm like, and he's just fully ignored. (laughs) He's just ignored for 35 minutes. That is the exercise. Like, I, this is one of those rare porns where I'm like, what the fuck was the conversation (laughs) on set? Like, how did he pitch that? Like, oh, this is a funny joke. Like, it does feel like they kind of all randomly came up with this. Like, it's a therapy session. And he's like, I feel like I'm ignored. Like, that could be a funny way to be like, oh, I'm ignored to the point that I can just play with your tips or whatever. Yeah. And they can, like, go on with the scene. And then that turned into a bonkers (laughs) hour-long improv with, like, every kind of sex act imaginable. (laughs) Right just trading up and then it like just basically like turns into a threesome yeah then at the end it's a threesome after the therapy session but i was like who's if this the who's like dream is this you know like yes. is this robbie's is this like who, yeah a dream within a dream who's, like who's there's no dream and we've seen a lot in porn that they like they're like very yeah. heavy-handed about being like this is a we it's get a to fantasy. the dreamscape yeah. uh-huh. this is this is as far as we know just like a real time if anything <laughs> you know like hyper real yeah therapy session that is the length of a typical therapy se- like we do the full hour you know yeah it's it was fucking bonkers and i do have to say though the whole idea of like getting fu- like ignoring the person who's fucking you bitch just turned me on too <laughs> it turned me on too it fucking did it for me i was like why the fuck what and we've talked that? about before the, the, yeah. the notion of being like this is fine yeah like I'm- i do kind of wish it almost like built more like there were like like I said there were like tiny little moments where like one of them would be like oh I kind of lost my train of thought or like yeah, maybe they like yeah. their breath would change just subtly you know or, like, yes yes and I also grow but I was like that would be so fun if they just leaned into that and it was right. the conceit of like this is fine because mm-hmm. I think you and I both have a thing where like if I'm pretending it's no big deal and you have to work to turn me on and you have exactly. to work to make me come and I'm not yeah. trying to come I'm fine. There's, there's tension yeah. in that and there's heat in I'm that. Bored. So like, yeah, this did it for me. I was like, I would absolutely love to invite Robbie Echo to like try to make me come while I'm trying to remember what vegetables I eat. Right. Or I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm busy doing something else. Yes. Yes. I, I there's got to be a term for that, like ignoring or something, because this there is, is. We've talked yes. about like we've actually had fans write in like write in about that. a lot of yeah. times it's like we ignoring. That. It's like girls playing video games while like oh, a guy sure. tries to fight. You know, it's like a specific yeah. kind of distraction uh-huh. to sort of tie into other kink right. behavior. For me, it would be me working. It would be, yeah, it's like, like, and it's I've like actually had that yeah. fantasy play with partners in the past where they've been yeah. like, oh, I would love to distract you from your meeting to right. the point that I had a dirty text come in during a time when my boss was looking at my laptop. So that wasn't right. great. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I don't work yeah, anymore yeah. for other reasons. It was fine. It's everything's fine. So it's good. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I would love to like, you know, give the competition to like a partner to be like, yeah, try to fucking distract me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And doesn't hurt that these are all just like great 
performers. You know, yeah, like I was they, surprised. They really that. made a meal out of like a bonkers <laughs> concept, and I have to applaud them for that. Even though this it is not so from crazy. like a platform I particularly no. like, and this was obviously created for an audience that isn't me. I'm like, yeah, yeah but it did something. I know. <laughs> I'm with you, bitch. I'm yeah. with you. All right. Should we talk about the sex therapist yes. from Melissa? Yes. Uh-huh. This is from Sweet Sinner. Um, it's directed by Jackie St. James. Whom we love. Uh, starring uh, Alexa Grace and Chad White. Um, and, and part of a it, series also featuring Lily LeBeau and Mocha Mora, which is and, worth mentioning because mentioning yes. you just get like a blip of like the larger plot line yeah. at the top. Yeah. Um, so Chad White is a sex therapist and he we open on a scene of like one of his patients where, I mean, obviously later on. In yeah, the series, something's going down, but not between in this these episode. two. Yeah. Yes. And. You know, she's like, I bet you just like, do you just like fuck all the time because you have all this pent up sexual energy, like listening to people talk about like dirty stuff. And he was like, and then it cuts to him and his wife. Yeah, she um, particularly says like, do you go home and just fuck the shit out of your wife oh, after yeah, all this yeah. like intense sex talk? And then it cuts yeah. to them fucking and it's like, <laughs> like very rote. Yeah. You know, she yawns. Boring. She. Yeah. yeah, we get a close up of her yawning while she's mm-hmm. on top of him. Right. And then he and asks then, uh, if maybe his yeah. job has affected their sex life and it's not as hot as it used to be. And then we right. do a flashback of like, remember that time we fucked in the hospital when your grandmother was recovering? Recovering. I know. I was like, the psycho. Um, yeah. So I, which the sex in the, in the hospital was fun. It was heated yeah. and spontaneous. Mm-hmm. And I liked that tension. Yeah. Um, but I was like, like, like someone would have walked in, you know? Oh, you couldn't suspend your disbelief for porn, Rach. <laughs> because you I'm know, like, if this was, you know, if I, it needed to be quicker. I was like, someone would have walked in by this point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course, that's of course, that's yeah. always going to be the conceit. I will yeah. say I do really like Jackie St. James's writing. Obviously, I do, too. I had yeah. her on the show. She just sets up these like really simple scenarios and and leans into porn tropes but does them in a way that pulls them off better because they're just like a little bit of humanity like oh it's a yes. flashback yeah so that's why we're going here with these two people you know well she, oh, anything, she, she puts tension in yes in a, in, she, there's always a strong relationship with tension which is like mm-hmm. what makes things hot yes which um, helps us uh yeah. with porn story it's key uh-huh, it's key like uh-huh. tension and chemistry yeah and i think like if anything this went from like like, I almost wanted more tension in the hospital before we got to the sex, you know, mm, to, like, mm-hmm. let it be, like, a scene and a half as opposed to just her turning to her, her husband and being like, hey, let's fuck. I mean, I don't remember if they specified whether they were married yeah. at the time or if it was, like, right. when they started dating. But her turning be like, hey, you want to fuck? Like, yeah, I almost wanted more from that little scenelet before mm-hmm. we got into the hospital room. And and to your point of, like, somebody would have walked in, kept, like, more of the tension going of, like, shh, or, like, keep yes. it down. Or maybe somebody, like, opening a door to check that it's okay. Or yeah. even, like, keeping clothes on, you know, yeah, and being, like, yeah. how do we make this sex happen in this dangerous? Because it felt like we had that scenario, mm-hmm. and then we just kicked right into a very classic porn scene of, like, yeah, we're fucking we lost in a hospital it. room. Yeah. And yeah. we did have sound effects, which is more than you can say for a lot I, of porn. It's true. Porn, I was very that, thankful like, for there that. There was a soundscape that reminded us we were in a hospital and, and yeah. helped. But, yeah, yeah I, I, wanted like the, a, I wanted that tension, like you said, mm-hmm. to stay throughout the whole scene, and it just yeah. turned into, like, regular sex. So The reminder of where we were. 
you know, yes. like yes. being like, oh, sh- you got to be quiet or like, yes. oh, shit. Or just like, the let's... stakes living through the scene. Yeah, totally, totally. I'm totally. a writer. You're an actor. We get it. Yeah, stakes, we get baby. it. <laughs> um, there was also a lot of clit stimulation in this, which I really yes. fucking loved. Um, there yes. was a lot of like, uh, I mean, the sex in this was really fucking hot. Yeah, like, I was going to say, I don't know either of these performers particularly well, but they're both yeah. really enthusiastic and like impassioned and like. Right. In the scene, you know, they're yeah. both like doing it to the point that it was like a little bit like, oh, this is porn performative. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Like before anything's happened. But yeah, really great performers, you know, right. like they were like doing the damn thing. I think it was more like, mm-hmm. how do we keep that story going would be the only thing that would like improve this because the sex yeah. was like intense and it was rushed. You know, there was yes. really good tension. Mm hmm. Um. I, I, yeah, I just I thought it was really hot, and, and that's why I was like, I can't believe that these people now have boring sex. You know, like I was like, fuck <laughs> off, you don't. You know, come on, guys. They do, Rachel. They do. <sighs> you know, I guess those who Fine. can't do teach, and that's why he's a sex therapist now. <laughs> sex therapists have sex problems too. That's truthful. Yeah. I think that's, that's a yes. No, interesting, you're right, you're right. honest thing for this mm-hmm. porn to propose. Yeah. Um. But yeah, generally speaking, it was hot, you know, like I have like clear notes for it, but Mm -hmm. I was still turned on and still thought they were great performers and it was like impressive. Yeah. Good sex. Right. It was really good sex. It made me horny. So it did its job. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I realized I was like, oh, I'm into therapist porn. And this like, what's funny is I recommended this Belessa film after like teasing through it and didn't realize what we were that it was just a flashback and it was much oh. less about like sex in a therapist's office, which I probably. Yeah. So what I'm saying is I'm going to go back <laughs> to yeah. the series and find the and episode find more. Yeah, where he like the fucks the client and like see yeah. how that goes. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I hear you, bitch. Because I think I'm here for that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, surprisingly, both these videos, they did it for me. Yeah. I think it turns out we're both very amenable mm. to therapist porn. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up, you know? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to Girls on Porn. You can find us uh, on our Instagram at Girls on Pern, on Twitter at GOP the Podcast, on our website at girlsonporn.com, and also on our Patreon, patreon.com slash girls on porn. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. And if you want to leave us a little five-star review, feel free to drop your Instagram handle so that we can tag you and thank you. This has been Girls on Porn, the only GOP that's actually any good. That was a HeadGum Podcast.